Welcome back to Thank Fucking God It's Friday. I'm Drew. And I'm Katie. And today we're going to talk about a show where the actors were paid reportedly as little as $600 a week. Yeah, I read that that was like not even minimum wage or something like that. Yeah, they're paid below minimum wage for a show that made tons of money in merchandising and other stuff. The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yes. Go, go, Power Rangers. I did remember the theme song from this one. So I didn't really remember it until it started playing. <laughs> I mean, I didn't remember the music, the yeah. the melody or anything, but I did remember the Go, Go, Power Rangers. I think, yeah, anyone that grew up as a child of the 90s heard that at some point. Either they loved it or they made fun of it. <laughs> yeah, I definitely rem- remember those kids that made fun of Power Rangers. <laughs> I feel like most of the people at my elementary school made fun of Power Rangers. I remember being the Red Ranger once for Halloween. I think the Red Ranger. It probably was. That's the one everyone was. Either red or green. Yeah. If you were a boy. If you were a boy. <laughs> and it was the 90s. You couldn't. You couldn't. I couldn't be the Pink Ranger then. Uh, and I feel like people made fun of me. Yeah. I remember liking the Power Rangers. I remember. Let's see. I was in about fourth grade I think when it was kind of at its peak it was like third fourth grade and yeah towards the end of when I was watching it it definitely became a less cool thing to be into I think it was just before its time and (laughs) if it was made like starting now it'd be popular I don't know if it looked like it did in the 90s if they made it today I would very much disagree with that. (laughs) I don't know. Okay. I think if they made it so that it was supposed to be like a parody, then it would be fine. Like, um, was that MXC or Wipeout? Most Extreme Elimination Challenge. Yeah. Like all of those kind of things. Those are super popular and they're just kind of parodies of those. Although I don't know about that one. That one kind of, when you look back on it, you're like, hmm. Yeah. That one, they're definitely making fun of every single contestant, and you can't necessarily tell if that's the intent of the hosts who are being dubbed over. Right. That show has its own issues. I mean, it probably is, but... (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. who knows? Yeah, when I was a kid, I couldn't be the Pink Ranger either. My sister got to be the Pink Ranger. I was the Yellow Ranger. Is it because you were the older sibling and so like you can handle being the one you don't want to be? So interestingly, I was talking to somebody about this and she was like, oh, I got to be the Pink Ranger because I was the older sibling. And that is seemingly exactly why I wasn't the Pink Ranger. (laughs) Okay. Interesting. Interesting. My sister even had a Pink Ranger watch, one of those watches that has the flip up cover And then underneath it is a very small digital clock. (laughs) I remember those. I think I had one. Not a Power Rangers one, but... Yeah, I had a Sebastian from Little Mermaid one. 
Did you ever have any of the Power Rangers toys? No. I remember I think I had the Power Blaster. Oh. But I can't remember if it was just like the Power Blaster as it is, or if it was like you got the the different toys and they connected to make the Power Blaster, which merchandising wise seems like the way you do it. Sell several different toys so that they have to get all of them to make the Power Blaster. But I don't know oh, if totally, that's how yeah. it was back then. I did get a Power Ranger toy at McDonald's when they were doing their, like, anniversary toys recently. Nice. It was a Red Ranger. Just a I think that was the figure. only one they had. Yeah. Okay. I think I threw it away. Yeah, that's, that's fair. <laughs> I had literally no reason to keep any of those toys around. I just wanted to see what they looked like. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I mean, wait, how long ago was this? It was not that long ago. It was within the last year. So you went to McDonald's within the last year and asked for a kid's meal? Yeah. I respect that. They were doing like 40th anniversary or something. Or no, it couldn't be 40. It was like 30th anniversary toys. I don't know what it was. So I got like a Power Ranger. I got some stupid Mickey thing. I got a Transformer burger. Yeah. I think. Like the Hamburglar? It was like a burger that transformed into a Transformer. Okay. Maybe it was McNuggets. It was McNuggets. (laughs) I don't have any... I know that I got them, but I don't have any memories of ever getting a Happy Meal in toys. Really? I know that I did get them. I just don't have any memories of it. I do have memories of going to McDonald's to play in like that disgusting playpen. (laughs) I like how you call it a play pen. Okay. It was, Not the play place. <laughs> it was a, a special room where you could just leave your kids and they would just play in that germ-ridden, infested plastic that I doubt was ever cleaned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I did go to, well, I do remember getting... Happy Meal toys because my mom had a rule she never would cook on Fridays. So mm-hmm. every Friday we went to McDonald's. Okay. So, yeah, I had so many McDonald's toys. Beanie Babies, Fraggle Rock. I definitely probably got the Beanie Babies from them because we had a ton of Beanie Babies. And like when I think back on it, I feel bad for my parents for us demanding that we each get like all of our own Beanie Babies and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, we did the same thing. My sister had way more than I did, though. Did I show you the picture of me with all the cats? No. I'll send it to you afterward. Actually, I'm going to send it to you right now. I'm going to find it. You'll okay. get a nice laugh out of this. Oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> my favorite was the second from the left, Snip the Cat. How do you the remember Siamese their names? One. I only remember some of the names. I know that one was Snip. Well, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I don't remember any of their names, but I remember one of them had a birthday that was close to mine. And so that was my favorite. But I definitely played with them a lot. And if you look in the background, obviously there's more of the bigger Beanie Babies and dogs and stuff back there too. So cool. I love it. Super cool. I had all the cats. (laughs) I think I only had that one. Anyway, let's, let's talk about the show. We're not here to talk about Beanie Babies. We are here to talk about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. For the second time, because I lost all the audio that I had. 
Well, you know, it happens. And usually it's my fault. So I was just glad that it wasn't something I did this time. (laughs) (laughs) I, God, yeah. So, so many dumb choices all in a row that led to it being gone. All right. Well, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was a kids TV show that aired on the Fox Kids programming block beginning in July 1993, and it was adapted from Japan's Super Sentai series. And I think most people who, you know, watch the show, at least back in the day or have looked up things about it now, have realized that it was actually an American version that still used some of the Japanese footage when the Power Rangers are in costume. And I wonder how much it cost them to buy that footage and the rights to using it versus filming their own stuff. Well, we know based on the fact that they weren't paying the actors very much that they either had a really small budget or their entire budget went towards that. Right. I'm guessing it's just the really small budget. (laughs) Because we'll see it later, like their actual production budget is, I mean, so small, like the stunts and everything that they're doing and the quality of the camera work seems so bad. (laughs) Everything was bad. The editing was bad. The music was bad. The dialogue was bad. And I loved it all. (laughs) I had the opposite reaction. (laughs) I thought it was so bad that it was not good, but tolerable, watchable. At least it was entertaining. You said it was fun. Yeah, it's definitely the, the most fun I've had watching one of these shows since we've been doing this. <laughs> Not for me. I don't know what has that honor for me. Maybe Clarissa. Okay. It may just be recency bias, but... It could be. <laughs> so the original lineup of the Power Rangers, we have Austin St. John as Jason Lee Scott the Red Ranger, and the leader of the Power Rangers, and he also piloted the Tyrannosaurus Dinosaurd. Yeah, and I'm glad you wrote down their names and their character names and everything, because I just have the colors that they were on the show, like an idiot. But I Well, when I was watching, I just was referring to them as their color. Yeah, that's easiest. But that guy, um, Austin St. John, he was apparently the only one who was an actual teenager, at the time, the rest of them were, I think, up to 24. Uh, it's so crazy. But they made him the leader. Uh, he <laughs> also apparently was living out of his Jeep after leaving the show later. Yeah, I read that because, I mean, they weren't paying them very much. And so he obviously didn't have savings for the show. And he just fell on hard times because he couldn't find another acting job. And I think he was doing like appearances or something for a while. Yeah. But But then people were like, all right, we're done with the Power Rangers. (laughs) Yep. Then we have Walter Jones as Zach Taylor. He was the Black Ranger and piloted the Mastodon Dinosaurd. He was missing a finger. From an That's earlier accident. So random. There's rumors on the internet that like he lost it doing a stunt on Power Rangers. That's not true. <laughs> you can see it apparently when he's not in in costume. Uh, but I didn't notice because I wasn't paying attention and didn't didn't see till after. Yeah, you didn't feel like it was worthy enough to go back and watch. Not yet. No, maybe uh, maybe one of these days I'll just skip forward and I'll 
go through the whole show? <laughs> well, I loved him on another 90s TV show, which I hope to introduce you to at some point, because I'm pretty sure you didn't watch it, even though it was Nickelodeon. Is it Blossom? No. It's Space Cases. Did you watch that? Never even heard of it. So it was on, I think, for three seasons on Nickelodeon. Like, the most notable person to come out of it was Jewel State, who was on, like, Firefly and a whole bunch of other things, especially in the 90s. But, yeah, he was one of the kids that was in space on this ship that was lost. Kind of, like, lost in space. Kind of. I never watched that, so I can't really flesh out the parallel. Fair enough. (laughs) Um, then we have Twee Trang as Trini Kwan. She was the Yellow Ranger and the Sabertooth Tiger Dinosaur pilot. She was actually not in the pilot uh, episode. That was played by somebody else, Audrey Dubois. Du- Dubois? Uh, Dubois. Dubois. But uh, apparently Audrey asked for more money than they were willing to give, and so she was replaced. Well, the same thing happened to... Twee, Walter, and Austin, partway through season two, they also asked for more money. And I think they wanted to, like, unionize or something like that. And instead of giving them the money that they could have because the show was making a fuck ton, they wrote them off the show. Which is insane. Like, even if they just paid them minimum wage. Right? Come on. It was making them so (laughs) much money. Seriously. The colors of the ranger costumes for these three also might have some sort of racial undertones. So Twee is Vietnamese, and she played the yellow ranger. Walter is black, and he played the black ranger. And Austin is partially Native American, and he played the red ranger. Do you think that they went into the casting like we need to get somebody that fits the colors that we've got? With racial I mean, I hope not. <laughs> well, the original Yellow Ranger was not Asian. So hopefully, hopefully it was just coincidence. Oh, one more thing about Twee Trang is she did pass away in 2001 in a car accident. Oh, R.I.P. The other girl from the Rangers was Amy Jo Johnson as Kimberly Hart. She was the Pink Ranger and piloted the Pterodactyl Dinosaur. My roommate, P, said that he had a crush on her as a child, but not from this show, from Susie Q, which I also have never seen because it was Disney and I didn't have Disney. Did he tell you what it's about? She's a ghost or some shit? Yeah, she is from the 50s and she is like wearing this pink dress. She was on her way to the prom when I think she was in a car accident. And so she comes back as a ghost, and I can't remember why, but I think at the end of the movie, she, like, gets reunited with her prom date and then stops being a ghost. So she's I'm not even going to ask my questions. I have way too many. (laughs) Well, maybe we can watch it sometime. You have so many Disney Channel movies you need to watch. Ugh, I never will. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. Well, I know her from Felicity. She played one of the main characters on that show. Was she on episodes that we watched? Yeah, for sure. She was she was Felicity's like somewhat best friend. I don't know. She I guess she had two best friends. Next we have David Yost, who played Billy Cranston, who was the Blue Ranger and piloted the Triceratops dinosaur. 
And I think he was the actor who was from this original group who was on it the longest. He is the only one of the Rangers to appear in the entire original run of the show. There you have it. He did quit eventually, though, because he was being harassed by the crew uh, because he was gay. Yep. And yeah, I think that they tried to excuse it by saying that he didn't get along with the crew and stuff like that. But I think we know what really happened. Yep. But his character was named after one of my favorites, Brian Cranston, uh, who did some voices on the show, specifically Twin Man and Snizzard, which is this. I don't know who Snizzard is, but apparently Brian Cranston did it and they named the last name of the Blue Ranger after him. And Brian Cranston is in one of the episodes we watched, right? Yes, he's the voice of Twin Man in the first episode. I did not notice, but good to know. If I wouldn't have <laughs> looked it up, I wouldn't have known. Like, it doesn't yeah. sound like him at all. <laughs> Lastly, we have Jason David Frank as Tommy Oliver, who was the Green Ranger and piloted the Dragon Zord. And he did not start the series. He wasn't in the first episode we watched. I don't know what, what point he came on, but I did read that he wasn't supposed to be a permanent cast member, but that fans liked him so much that they decided to add him to the rest of the series. Yeah, I think he was brought on as like Rita Repulsa brought him in as one of her henchmen, and then he got turned to the good side of the force and... <laughs> and so he was it but yeah fans wrote in like keep him he's awesome we like his shoulder pads i don't know if they wrote that part but they probably did because he had some bitch and shoulder pads yeah well of the villains on the show rita repulsa was definitely the one that was most familiar to me we see her in both episodes we watch and then the second one also had lord zed did not remember him at all I vaguely remember the toy for Lord Zed, but I didn't, I couldn't tell you anything about him. I did remember Rita more because she was more, I think, ubiquitous with the, with the show. Yeah. Uh, so the person who did the voice for Rita was Barbara Goodson, and she was fired for not being witchy enough. But then she won back her job when they held auditions for the role, which makes no sense to me whatsoever. They it, All I think that I can take from this is that they clearly had no idea how to run a show. <laughs> That's a really good point. They were like, oh, this isn't working out. You're fired. <laughs> there was no conflict resolution. They needed to use the binder from the office that Michael uses, find a win-win-win scenario. They could have redacted all of their poor comments. Yeah. <laughs> Rita also had a brother named Rito Revolto. Of course she did. I don't know why they have different last names. It's not her brother then. It's somebody else's different surname. <laughs> uh, we got Alpha, who I don't know who does the voice of Alpha. It's Richard Stephen Horvitz. You mentioned that you like Alpha, right? Yeah. So I think that Alpha is kind of cute. Kind of looks like the robot from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, but not like... I don't know. He's golden red or something like that. Yeah. And I think the robot in Hitchhiker's Guide is all like white or silver. I think he was all white in the movie. I forget what. But he's got his catchphrase, ay, 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 <laughs> that he seems to just say every scene. 
something's going well, wrong all the time. It seemed to me that he was the only one that was holding things down because he like called the Power Rangers when Zordon needed them and stuff like that. Without him, there would be no show. Without him, Zordon is just a head in the middle of yeah. this room talking to no one. Was he an actual head or a hologram? Don't know. I think a hologram. Wikipedia says that he's an interdimensional being trapped in a time warp. Cool. I don't know. It also says that he once had a corporeal human form, but now appears as a floating head in an energy tube. So he's like floating head doctor. There's the Scrubs connection. Nailed it. (laughs) Who is the floating head doctor on Scrubs? I don't remember that. That JD has that fantasy a few different times. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I do remember that now. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Zordon is played by David Fielding, who was filmed only one time for a couple hours because of the budget. And honestly, they probably could have filmed him for 10 seconds with how it's used. Just have him move his mouth randomly because the words are not aligned with his mouth movements. They had the rest of his time in a recording studio and just put it up there well actually he was voiced by a different person robert l manahan even better oh he was initially voiced and portrayed by david fielding and then later voiced by robert l manahan in the 2017 2018 whenever it was uh movie where they rebooted it brian cranston plays zordon excellent (laughs) it all comes full circle It's a big get for them, but maybe he just has a special place in his heart for Power Rangers. Well, before we get into the show itself, uh, a couple, just one last little thing I had here. Uh, You mentioned that they tried to unionize and were unable to inevitably leave the show. Well, because the show wasn't part of a union, the actors had to do most of their own stunts when they actually filmed stunts and didn't just use the original footage. And apparently when they're doing this, no one choreographed these stunts beforehand. Like they were just put together, you know, a half hour before they were filming it. And so everything's just made up the day of, and they had to kind of go through it. Eventually one of them, I don't know who, one of the actors nearly suffocated because the helmets were so constraining and they only had like a few small holes for breathing. And so that's when they actually got some stunt doubles. Yeah, I guess they wanted to avoid having stunt doubles. So the cast was all basically trained in what could pass as like martial arts. So Austin St. John, Walter Jones and Twee Trang were all martial artists themselves. And then Amy Jo Johnson and David Yost were gymnasts. And I think I read somewhere that the guy who played the green ranger offers like martial arts classes still like online that you can take from him. Yep, you can get two classes per week for the low price of twenty nine fifty. That's it's better than you'll get at most gyms. So, right? <laughs> um, you want to go into the show? Yeah. So the first episode we watched was a bad reflection on you, which is episode thirty eight of season one, and it aired November twenty seventh, nineteen ninety three. So one thing we didn't say earlier was that even though this show only ran for three seasons, it had 155 episodes. Yeah, they packed them in. All right. So I've got one minute on the clock. Are you ready? I am ready. All right. Three, 
two, one, go. Starts out with Rita Repulsa basically holding court. There's all these different creatures. I have no idea who any of them are. But she sends five of them to Earth, and they look like Power Rangers in their street clothes. But they also have sunglasses on, so that's how you know that they're evil. And then those Power Rangers, the fake ones, show up at school. They have these tools in their hands, and they start dismantling the drinking fountain and putting laundry detergent in it and soap sprays everywhere, and they all get detention. And then the real... Or, sorry... (laughs) The real Power Rangers are the ones that get detention because they show up after the fake ones leave, but everyone saw the fake Rangers do this. And they start seeing on TV that they're watching in detention, that the fake Rangers are out there causing a menace. And so they teleport out of there and go kick their butts. And then they get back to school in time to not be caught by the principal. The end. I think you, I think you got most of it. Yeah. Most of it. I didn't talk about Bulk and Skull because they're just kind of there the whole time. They're the, like, school bullies, I guess. Right. I can't tell if they're bullies or just, like... Really dumb? Yeah. Well, they're yeah. both. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> they're perpetually in detention. So when the real Power Rangers end up in detention, they're like, we'll show you the ropes. You're in my chair. My name is on it. And he spelled... Bulk spells his name wrong. It says B-U-U-L-K. Let's actually, (laughs) let's get their stuff out of the way first. Bulk has an infinite lunchbox. Yeah, it's basically like a Mary Poppins bag, but a lunchbox that he's just pulling like a giant sandwich out of and pop and every kind of food you could possibly want for... Six different lunches. <laughs> that that scene took like 30 seconds of actual time oh, yeah. <laughs> just watching him pull it. I was like, they're going to end now, right? But they just kept going. <laughs> yep. I wonder what mom made me for detention today. He's also got a detention survival kit, which is got like a TV. It looked like some games, some other stuff in there. Yep, the TV was the most important thing. And it was one of those really small TVs that were in like the 80s and 90s that had a handle on it. And it just had a, a really small screen. And I think it had dials yeah, to change so. the channels. Yeah. That's really it with them. <laughs> That's pretty much their entire thing. Well, the Power Rangers tricked them. They're like, I can make us disappear. But they like make them put on a bandana and plug their ears and all this stuff so that they can't hear the Power Rangers say, it's morphin' time. Which, even as a kid, I wondered, is the phrase necessary or do they just have to grab their belts together? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't necessary, then they could have done that a lot more silently. I guess. Maybe that's how it activates, kind of like how we activate Alexa by saying... Alexa. Yeah, I guess. Seems like Zordon's powers had their limits. I did think that (laughs) Skull, the smaller of the two, the lackey, if you will, he in this episode looked like a Pauly Shore lookalike, and in the next episode looked like French Stewart to me, so... I can definitely see the Pauly Shore connection. Not as much French Stewart. I don't know. If you look at him, you're like, if he squinted, oh yeah, he looks like French Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah. really it for those two for this one. 
Well, one thing that kind of revolves around them, but it's literally throughout the entire episode, are all of the sound effects. It is so annoying. They're like cartoonish sound effects that are applied to literally any motion whatsoever. Seven, eight, seven, uh, eight. What? Wait, I already said that. I give up. Seven. Hey. They're gone. Seven. What'd you do with them? I can't hear you. Hey. They're gone. Nothing gets past you. Come on, we gotta find them. It was so distracting. A few things that I loved here. One, in the opening credits that Zordon's directive to Alpha is to recruit a team of teenagers with attitudes. It seems like... Okay, so Zordon, I think, is, like, super old. Like, he was around 10,000 years ago when Rita Repulsa was. Oh, right. So maybe back at that time, he's like, okay, the oldest people have ever gotten is to teenage years. (laughs) Then they die. (laughs) We gotta get some teenagers with attitudes at the prime. Well, their ability to actually like do martial arts is probably more important than their attitudes because I would argue that they don't have attitudes if they're seen as the goody goodies in the school. Yeah, that's right. I agree with this. Okay. (laughs) Alpha fucked up. Zordon gave his order and Alpha's like, uh, those five are there. Let's get them. Did, did he fuck up or did he like put into action the request in a better way? So what you're saying is that Zordon has probably been promoted above where he's useful, a la Michael Scott, and that Alpha <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is the one that should be in charge. Alpha is the real brains of the operation, even though Zordon is literally ahead. Okay, I can respect that. <laughs> uh, we had some good lines. Pasta la pizza, baby. <laughs> yep. It's amazing. That was from the fake ranger. Oh, yeah. Of course, with the sunglasses. <laughs> there's we really cleaned up and was it and we're just getting started <laughs> and this is only oh, the beginning that's right yes uh obviously it's morphin time the gun at the end i remember as i mentioned with the power blaster before it seems like why wouldn't they just fight with those weapons instead of waiting to just assemble them and not use them but yeah, so they escape detention and go fight the fake Power Rangers, and they're paired up so that's like pink against pink, red against red, and they're just using their hands. And then that's when they, so they're fighting the putties. Should we talk about the putties? Why are they named putties? That's such a bad henchman. That's, that's, that's almost the worst henchman name you could come up with. Well, it's because they're made out of clay, right? I think so, but still, like, you could just name them. So, like, you've got the Terracotta Warriors. That sounds badass. Then you have (laughs) the Putties. Yeah. I think it's meant to mean that they're, like, pliable and they can change into anything that they want them to be. I guess. But but I agree. It's a really stupid name. And they are trash at fighting. Yeah, so they're... They're fighting against the Power Rangers, and it seems like they just, like, fall on the ground, and then they're dead. Did you not think, as I did, that since they're fighting their own selves, that there would be some sort of miscommunication beyond the one time where someone's like, I need help. 
JK, it's not me. Then they never revisited <laughs> that concept. Well, the whole fight lasted about 30 seconds. Right. And then they had to fight Twin Man. Or they fought, they fought Scorpina, I think, for a second. Or maybe she just fled. I forget. I think it went straight to Brian Cranston. Okay, they fight Twin Man and they had to use their gun because they're like, oh no, the power blaster. Well, activate. he like whips them with some sort of light beam. Yeah, who knows? And then they, oh, they made a pyramid shape. The girls were standing on the shoulders of the guys. I didn't write that down. Okay. <laughs> it was so funny. But that's when they do the power blaster. Is that what you said it's called? Yeah. And they say power axe, power bow, power daggers, power lance, power sword, power rangers, fire. <laughs> yeah, they never used any of those weapons before. It's so stupid. We didn't talk about when the evil Power Rangers were initially attacking the city. That's when it was the footage from Japan. And everyone is Japanese. Yeah, it has a different tone to it. Like the colors are slightly different. And so it really stands out now looking at it as an adult and maybe being used to more quality video footage. But yeah, literally everybody in the scene is Japanese. And then they'll sort of splice in people running who are obviously white. Yeah. And then at the end, after all of this goes on and they've defeated the people, then it's all white people around them. And they're like, we saw the whole thing. We know it wasn't you. <laughs> we trust you. Like, thank <laughs> God these people were here in the middle of this field that they were. No, that's the next one. <laughs> well, there was the field when they were fighting Brian Cranston. Okay. But the rest of it all was, like, in the city. It looked like a river front type thing. Okay. Of Angel City, is that where they're at? Or Angel Ridge, I forget what it is. Angel Grove? Angel Grove. It's amazing how much knowledge I've picked up on the Power Rangers <laughs> in the last couple days. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, anything else or should we rate this one? Let's go ahead and rate it. After you. So, like I said, I didn't really enjoy watching Power Rangers. I do not think this is a show for adults at all. And we were kind of joking around before that we're not even sure it's for kids. <laughs> um, I was watching the beginning of it, and everything was happening so fast. And maybe it was because we started at episode 38, but I had no idea who anybody was, and everybody was talking fast, and it definitely made assumptions about what you did and didn't know. Yeah, it was definitely, it's not a show you can just jump into. Yeah, which is weird. You would think you could with Power Rangers. <laughs> you got to get the backstories of Rita Repulsa and everybody. Yeah, so I didn't love it. The sound effects were very distracting. There was, like you said, a lot of terrible dialogue. And yeah, it just wasn't something that I will ever go back to watch ever again. <laughs> so I'm going to give this episode two Mary Poppins lunchboxes out of five. It's by no means a good show, but I was entertained. That's all I really have to say about anything from this show is it's not good, <laughs> but it's entertaining for me to watch. Uh, and that alone gives it two and a half pasta la pizzas, baby, out of five. One of the reasons why I picked this episode was because I saw something about the fact that Evil Rangers was like kind of a thing on the show. 
But like you said, mm-hmm. they didn't really use it to its full power. Yeah, I hope they did a better job the other times. Yeah. Um, Before we get to the second episode, might as well do my Scrubs connection right now. Because it is weak. <laughs> Weaker than the floating doctor head? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I feel like that's at least a connection there. I thought about like trying to find people who were in shows with Zach Braff and whatnot, but I was like, no, whatever. So Richard Cancino plays several baddies on the show. None of the episodes that we're watching, but he's on several episodes. He's also on some other uh, Power Rangers stuff, and he does a lot of voice work. He's done a lot of voice work. But he was also on one episode of Scrubs. He plays Dr. Rose in the season two episode, My Nightingale, which is when J.D., Turk, and Elliot uh, are in the night shift for the first time by themselves, and they're running the place, or so they think. And Carla has switched to shift, but doesn't tell them so that she can be there and help out and do the motherly things that Carla always does. (laughs) Yeah, I don't remember that one. I feel like the better Scrubs connection is the fact that Amy Jo Johnson was on Felicity with Donald Faison. I mean, that's a fair one. I just went with this guy because he was on both shows. Yeah. But it's a real rough connection. Not one of the <laughs> not one of the shows with a lot of overlap with Scrubs for some reason. The next thing that IMDB's collaboration said was the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So <laughs> Did they have re- a music did, did they have a song that was on the show? They must have. I didn't look too far into it. Wow. I know they had stuff on Scrubs, but I wouldn't think that they would be uh, within the budget of Power Rangers. For sure not. All right. Are you ready to do the next one? I am. So the next episode we watched was The Mutiny Part 1, which is the first episode of Season 2, and it aired July 21st, 1994. And this is actually the first of a three-part little series of which I watched all three because (laughs) I mean, I just had to know the tension. It ended on such a cliffhanger. (laughs) It was crazy. I had to find out. (laughs) All right. I'm ready when you are. All right. Three, two, one, go. Okay. There's some sort of school charity event where they're on an ATV scavenger hunt race. uh, And everyone's there. Hooray. Meanwhile, Lord Zed has returned and takes over for Reed Repulsa, who has failed horribly. He decides to send down his super putties, and they fight the rangers who struggle to beat them, but then they find their one hidden weakness. We'll talk about that later. Meanwhile, Zordon is pissed off about this, and he turns a giant fish, not even a giant fish, just a regular ass piranha into Piranta's head, and now a giant fish who starts to fight the uh, Power Rangers. They say, we're going to call our Zords. But then their Zords get frozen by Piranta's head, and we are left with a cliffhanger of what will happen next. You finished with five seconds left. So I knew <laughs> that if I started talking about Goldar, I would never finish. So I had to just <laughs> not talk about Goldar. Goldar yeah. is the greatest character ever. I would watch... If they just made this series and they had all of Goldar scenes, done. I'm in. Well, go ahead and explain Goldar. Goldar is a manticore. Human manticore? Something monkey? 
he looks like a flying monkey, but he's supposed yeah. to be a manticore. And he looked kind of like a cross between a lion and a monkey to me. Right. Well, I mean, isn't a manticore have like a lion's head? No idea. Fair enough. Is that Griffin? I think that they're similar. Hmm. Either way, the best way to describe Goldar is that he is a Lord Zed stan. He knows <laughs> everything about Lord Zed. Like, there's a little earthquakey sound at the beginning, and he's like, oh, this can only mean one thing. Lord Zed's returned. And I was like, really? That's the only possible explanation? Turns <laughs> out he's right. And then later on, somebody's like, I wonder where Lord Zed is. He's like, you wonder? He could only be in one place. He's always in his chamber of command in his throne. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yep. Every time Zed does anything, Goldar's like, oh, you did it. You're so good. Oh, my God. This is amazing. I love everything you do. Meanwhile, Zed is just throwing heat at Goldar and everyone else in there. Excellency, surely you remember me. Goldar, your faithful servant. Ah, yes, Goldar, the groveling one. I surrender myself to serve and obey you only. It is good to have you back, Lord Zed. Your spineless, sniveling attitude leads me to believe you will serve me well. And he says that Rita Repulsa is not fit to destroy a cockroach. Yeah. And Goldar takes it pretty much and says, you're right, that's me. Okay. Rita is actually kissing Zed's toes later. (laughs) So let me describe Zed, Lord Zed. Lord Zed looks like if you had a really muscular person and took all of their skin off so that all you could see was red muscle, and including the brain, and then you put some sort of metal embellishments over the top. Yeah, and you gave him like a Sauron face, kind of. Yeah. He takes over for Rita, and he's like, you've been sending your putties down? Let me send my putties. He says putties a lot, which is fucking hilarious because it's not an intimidating <laughs> word. Yeah. Please go through the the problem with his putties. So the putties, which I think look like the human being mascot on Community. Yeah, they, <laughs> they have a self-destruct button. There's a giant Z on their chest, Z for Zed. And when the Power Rangers hit it, they disappear. You were lucky to find their weak spot so quickly. Apparently the Z on their chest is the source of their power. I'm sure Lorzet wasn't counting on us discovering it so soon. I wonder what he's got in store for us next. Right? And so maybe they're a little stronger. Which it seems that way because the parents are like, Oh, these guys are really tough. We're having a hard time fighting them. Meanwhile, it's been seven seconds. And again, they're using their hands. They're not, not their using weapons. their very powerful weapons. Uh, also, you can see, like, the putty's dicks in, <laughs> in this. Like, they they didn't... Anyway, there's all that. So, yeah, these putties get beat fast because they have Zs on their chest, which is so dumb. Yeah, I mean, they definitely feel at first that they're going to get beat, and then... One of them realizes that the Z is the self-destruct button, and they're like, hit them in the middle of their chest. And as a result of that fight, the Green Ranger, like, loses his powers. His powers are declining, something like that. Which I was like, does he have magic powers that the other ones don't have? Like, why was only he affected? I don't even know. I I don't (laughs) know. It's insane. So when... 
Zordon sends them back down to Earth, or maybe they're already on Earth. I get really confused about where this command center is. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Green Ranger has to stay behind. Which I also loved all the exposition that was given by Zordon. He does like a biographical background on Zed and Rita. And it's <laughs> way more than anyone needs. Like we already understood who they were. I understood who they were and I had just started watching. Yeah. I didn't write down any of it. Oh, actually, I did. He said, I'm afraid your Zords may not be powerful enough to defeat Lord Zed's magic. The thing I have feared most has happened. Lord Zed has returned. It seems like he would have given the Power Rangers a heads up about Lord Zed. If that's the (laughs) thing he fears most. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe he didn't want to scare them. Power Rangers shouldn't be scarable. So Piranha's head at the end is a piranha that was turned sentient and giant. By a lightning bolt. Yeah. And, and yet he freezes their dinosaurs. With his flute nunchucks. <laughs> it makes no sense. Nope. But that's where the episode ends. <laughs> <laughs> so I did not watch the other two episodes, so I kind of wrote down what I thought was going to happen in the rest of the series, and Drew will tell you what actually happened. So what I thought was that the Green Ranger, who was still at the command center, was obviously going to come back with his powers restored and save the day in some way, and... Because they're doing this charity race and, you know, they're the goody two-shoes, they were still going to win the ATV race, which we didn't really talk about that much. Um, They were trying to find these, like, scavenger hunt clues or something like that. I don't know. The whole thing seemed like a big liability for the school. (laughs) Yeah, fair. I did like that they clearly filmed, like, just a bunch of reaction shots of Bulk and Skull by a bush like oh yeah (laughs) oh no whoa just a lot of that oh yeah so bulk and skull they get rescued by the power rangers because the putties are like attacking them and my other prediction was that even though they say that they're going to find out the identities of the power rangers my prediction was they don't correct (laughs) um so here's what happens so the zords are frozen and the Tyrannosaurus, Dinozord, and the Dragonzord are still active. Except that Piranha's head takes over them and has them attack. Uh, they return and they are told by Zordon that they can't defeat Zed and Piranha's head with these Zords. They need new Zords. And he's going to make them the Thunder Zords. He says Zord a fucking lot. <laughs> it's a fun word. Billy and Trini go to make a device in his lab. That he apparently has. Um, Billy has a lab? Yeah. <laughs> in his like in his fucking garage. Is he like Screech? I guess. So they go to make a device to stop Parantis Head, uh, but Parantis Head shows up at the rally where Bulk and Skull are, and so they have to fight and they fight more Z putties. And that kind of ends part two, honestly. It's not much happens in part two. Part three, they arrive with the thing. It doesn't work. They attack Parantis head with the power blaster and use enough time to, to take control of their Zords. But Lord Zed sinks the Zords into the earth to hide them. I didn't really understand that part, honestly. (laughs) 
but Alpha salvages enough of them to save them and make the Thunderzords. They then summon the Thunderzords, and they combine them to make the Thunder Megazord. This is where the names started, I feel like, getting insane. And I'm sure parents at this point who are like watching with their kids like, fuck, this is going to be new toys. <laughs> They're going to have so many new toys. It's that a they good want point. <laughs> so they clearly knew how to do work, the merchandising side of it. Uh, Peranza said at this point has gotten even larger because Zed threw a grenade down and Peranta said ate it or something and grew even bigger. Uh, they defeat him. Hooray. And now they have a new enemy. But <laughs> to both Katie and Mai's surprise and happiness, none of the Power Rangers actually won the ATV race, which I thought was going to happen, that they would have gone through all this shit and still win. But it doesn't happen. They, I think, come in like last. <laughs> Good. Well, you brought up the Thunderzords. So just to really quickly go through them. So the Red Ranger has the Red Dragon Thunderzord. The Black Ranger has the Lion Thunderzord. The Yellow Ranger has the Griffin Thunderzord. Like you said, a lot of Zords. The Pink Ranger has the Firebird Thunderzord. The Blue Ranger has the Unicorn Thunderzord. That one sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and the Green Ranger has the White... Wait, does the Green Ranger still just have the Dragonzord? Yes, his his powers were not yet renewed. Okay. I think that was a storyline in season two. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Zords there. Yeah. But not a lot to hold my interest. It's fair. There were fewer sound effects in this one, I will say that. Or if there were the same amount, then I noticed them way less. <laughs> I, do, I don't know. I doesn't pay enough attention. <laughs> but that's that one. Yeah. Let's rate it. I'll I'll go first on this one. I liked this episode and the three-parter uh, a lot more than the first one. I did love the new Thunderzords, and when you get to see them, they did look kind of badass. <laughs> Especially the dragon Thunderzord. It's pretty cool. Well, when they showed the other Dinozords, I just couldn't get over the fact that they looked like toys rolling over a like dirt backdrop. Yeah, they looked silly. So dumb. <laughs> And all the dinosaurs were like in cities and shit, but they were in the middle of the foothills of somewhere. So I like this one a lot better, but still the show is bad. It's just entertaining. So it still only gets three Goldars groveling out of five. Yeah, I did, I guess, like this one more. And that could just be due to the fact that sometimes season one episodes are just like not as great, <laughs> even when they're episode 38. So, I don't know. Um, I guess there was a little bit more drama and stakes in this one because of the arrival of Lord Zed, but it's just not for me. It's not, I don't think, for most adults. So, even though I maybe liked it a little bit more than the other episode, I am still only going to give it... Two putties out of five. Um, that's it. It's Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Well, I did have one thing to mention. So I listened to a lot of true crime podcasts, so it seemed only fitting to bring this up. There was a murder associated with the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Ooh. 
There was an extra, an uncredited extra, named Skylar Julius DeLeon, who was in episode 55 of season one, Second Chances. And in Prescott, Arizona, he murdered Thomas and Jackie Hawks. He said that he bought their boat and I guess told the police that he was going to use it for money laundering. That seems stupid. And basically, he masterminded this whole thing to rob them and kill them. And a few other people were implicated. But yeah. Dang. That's crazy. I mean, he wasn't a Power Ranger or anything like that. I think he was just some kid on the episode. But still, there was an actual Power Ranger who murdered his roommate. But that was in one of the later series. Doesn't count. No, not for this discussion. <laughs> I believe before we get into next next episode stuff that you have a review to read. I do. Yes. So this is a review from Nooner03. It's titled One of the Better 90s Podcasts, which, yeah, I know we're one of many, but hopefully you like us. <laughs> So he says, since I still have to go to work during these times, I look forward to Fridays, not just because it means I'm so close to the weekend, but because it also means I get to listen to a new episode of this podcast. I love their different segments and the structure of each episode, and especially love the addition of movies to their lineup every so often. They always talk about shows I've watched or at least know about, which helps the episodes hold my interest. My only complaint, I wish there were more episodes, although I get that they have other commitments instead of just this podcast. Awesome pod, you two. Signed, Nolan W. Thanks, Nolan. Yep. If you could be like Nolan and leave us a five-star review, that would be very helpful. And, you know, you can also just tell your friends about us. If you know anyone who loves some of this 90s content, send them our way. And you can also follow us on social media. We are on Twitter and Instagram at TFGIF Podcast. And send us an email. We like to get mail. You can send us an email at TFGIFpodcast at gmail.com. So next time we are doing one of my favorites. All that. It's all that. And I don't know how I'm going to pick my episode. Well, you can pick both of them. Oh, shit. Just as long as one of them has an Ask Ashley segment. I mean, Amanda Bynes will be featured heavily, I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) She was, I maintain, the best part of that show. She was very good. It's very sad what happened to her. Her and Keenan were the two best parts of the show. What was Keenan's segment where he's in the bathtub the french guy yeah is it pierre i forget what it was but yeah i think it is pierre i can't remember what the whole thing is called i just remember was it ross perot that yes amanda bynes was okay yeah no 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 she it wasn't amanda bynes it was um it was somebody else whose name i can't remember the short girl with the curly hair okay yeah i'll pick some good episodes all right (laughs) well until then Bye. Bye.